We had a daughter named Olivia who was at two weeks of age. She got encephalitis and she almost died. Tragedy seemed to follow Chef Jim Noble and his wife. They had had four miscarriages in a row before their daughter Olivia was born. And then we were left with a horrible diagnosis of her future. And we were definitely, for the first time in our lives, we knew it without hope. Lost without hope with no place to begin. Hope, it is a huge part of Jim Noble's story in his personal life and in his work as both a professional chef and a pastor. Jim is a busy man. In fact, he's so busy that we had to do our interview with him on his cell phone while he had a few minutes during his morning walk. Jim Noble is our guest on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. You're going to hear more from Jim Noble about how God has given him a desire to help meet the physical and spiritual needs of the less fortunate. And then Billy Graham will talk about spiritual hunger. Spiritual hunger is as normal as physical craving for food. Jesus said, I am the living bread, which come down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. If you want to learn more about what Jesus means when he calls himself the living bread, then check out this website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories. I've always had a desire for food and cooking, and I've always liked to eat. I've always been crazy about food. Chef Jim Noble grew up in High Point, North Carolina. As he said, he's always loved food and cooking, but in college, Jim studied furniture manufacturing, partly because his dad was a furniture salesman. And Jim gave the family business a try after graduation, but he didn't really like it. So in 1980, he moved to South Carolina and opened a nightclub. While I was down there, I got a desire to do a restaurant. Now, my grandmother on my mom's side, I didn't have the heart to tell her it was a bar. I used to tell her it was a cafe because she was a strong believer. Jim kept that bar a secret from his grandmother for a while. But he eventually decided that owning a bar just wasn't something he wanted to do long term. But his desire to run his own restaurant continued to grow. So Jim spent a summer in Napa Valley studying French cuisine. I came back and said, oh, my God, I'm getting out of the bar business. I really didn't have a good conscience about continuing to do it. I ended up going back to my hometown of High Point and uh, started working on opening a restaurant in High Point. So in, in the summer of 83, I opened my first restaurant. And I still was kind of living a wild life until I finally got married in 88. And then my wife and I started going back to church. Now, Jim had gone to church as a kid. Both his parents were followers of Jesus, but Jim was not demonstrating any faith in Christ in his life. We were pretty much just punching the church time clock, you know, felt good about ourselves going to church. But if you ask me when I was a kid, when I got saved, I'd have a hard time picking the day because I don't ever remember a time I didn't believe that Jesus was the Son of God and that God raised him from the dead. Now, when I made him Lord of my life, that's a big difference. And that's really a, a good question we all need to ask ourselves, is he really Lord of our life? It took a few years for Jim and his wife to finally surrender their lives to Jesus. A few years and a series of tragic circumstances. We, um, we had a, a first daughter within the first year, and she was perfect, and her name's Margot. And uh, we, um, we, we lost four babies initially, and right after that, we had four miscarriages. And uh, we kept trying. Then we had a daughter named Olivia, who was the second but at two weeks of age, she got encephalitis, and she almost died. And then we were left with a horrible 
uh, diagnosis of her future. Yeah. And we were definitely, we were, for the first time in our lives, as we knew it, without hope. And we began to read and study the promises of God. It sounded all too good to be true. But I knew this from growing up, that if it was true, I can get the Word of God myself and, and see it. Once they started to see God's promises for hope and healing in the Bible, Jim and his wife fully surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ. Jim became an ordained pastor, got involved more at church, and founded his own Christian ministry. And through all this, Jim also continued working in the food industry and started cooking for the homeless in the community. We began to do an outreach called the King's Table, where we'd try to help feed the poor. We started about 2000, 2001 in the High Point restaurant. We invited all the homeless folks to come, and we had probably around 300. And we also had about two or 300 volunteers show up. In 2004, the nobles moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, to open some new restaurants. Once they were there, they quickly discovered more opportunities to feed the poor, especially when displaced victims from Hurricane Katrina came to Charlotte. They probably had seven, 800 people. We went out there for a week, and we said two nights, and it was awesome partnership, our restaurants could provide the labor and the food in partnership with the ministry. The ministry could tell the story, raise funds, reimburse the restaurant back. And so it became a partnership between our business and our ministry. And then God birthed in our heart, King's Kitchen, which is a not-for-profit restaurant in Center City, Charlotte, where the biggest visible problem of homelessness and drug addiction and stuff are. And we, um, we opened up two purposes. One, to raise funds through profits or solicitation to feed the poor. And then secondly, to provide a, a Bible discipleship job training program. That job training program gives jobs at King's Kitchen to about five homeless men and women at a time. Now, they learn how a restaurant operates, but more importantly, they also learn about the hope that is found in Jesus Christ. It's where I see the greatest miracle take place. And when people who have given up on life all of a sudden have hope, and they're beginning to trust God and find out who He really is and developing personal relationship with Him, I think that's just awesome to see. In 2010, Jim Noble took another step to connect his restaurants and his faith in Christ. He started a church called Restoring Place that meets in the King's Kitchen restaurant. And it really is an outreach church. We go out on Friday nights on the street ministry now. We're going to these neighborhoods. We're loving on people. We're handing out cookies. Mowing yards, cleaning up trash, helping what they need, reaching out for the kids, bringing the love of God to them, the kingdom of God to them. We were thirsty, you gave us water, we were orphans, now you are our father. We were desperate, hungry, seeking you are love. Jim is quick to give God all the credit for some of the positive changes they've seen in the community. For example, there's a neighborhood in Charlotte called Reed Park that the church has been ministering to for a few years. And what's happened there, uh, well, before we started, they were having like 5.3, 5.6 crimes a week. And in the fall, in the holiday season, between November and December, they were having 17 crimes a week around those holiday weeks. Well, since we've been there, the crime has dropped to 
one point something. And in the holiday period, it, there were some weeks when they had 17 crowns, they were, they were zero. And, you know, we say this is what's happening, but then we have to follow it up, you know. We really can't devise a plan in which we would orchestrate such a change in the social life of a neighborhood. But there's a change taking place, and it has to be, like Jesus said himself, I can do nothing by myself. We really can't do anything by ourselves except show up and believe God. Restoring Place Church holds Bible studies for the homeless with free meals included. When they come to Bible study Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we feed them a meal. On Sunday, we sit down and feed them at tables. We serve them. And uh, just loving people is changing their life, their outcome. And if you were to look at these people with your physical eyes, you would think these are a bunch of losers. Well, God doesn't see them as losers. He sees them as potential gifted people that God has called. They have callings in their life. Jim says he's thankful for the unique calling that God placed on his life, combining a passion for food with compassion for the less fortunate. I've always had a desire for food and cooking and going out to eat, and I think God put that in my heart for the purpose of where we are today. Food is an attractor for humanity, because everybody's got to eat. And it is a restoration physically, but at the same time they're being restored physically, we give them an opportunity to be restored uh, spiritually. That combination of physical and spiritual restoration is what King's Kitchen is all about. We don't really have much to offer except the message of the gospel, really, get down to it. And I tell them, I'll say, I'll feed you this meal. This meal will affect you for four or five hours. But this Word of God can change your life forever. And you know, a lot of Jesus' ministry was around the table. I think there's something spiritual about the table. It's where the family gathers, where people come together, and you just break bread with, with friends. Whether it's around your dinner table, at your cubicle at work, or standing in line at the grocery store, you have an opportunity to share the hope of Jesus Christ, too. The hope of living with God in heaven forever because of Jesus' death on a cross. That good news is always worth sharing. If you want to know more about how to share your faith or what it means to start a relationship with Jesus, check out our website, findpeacewithgod.net. Again, that's findpeacewithgod.net. Now, in a minute, Jim Noble will share a little bit more about what it's like being a chef. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Spiritual hunger is as normal as physical craving for food. Jesus said, I am the living bread, which come down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. Billy Graham, 1953. Jesus employed a language easily understood by the people of his day. Bread was the basic food of man. It was all he wanted and needed to keep him alive. The bread of heaven is available for all who earnestly and sincerely seek him. But scores and thousands are living on the cheese and crackers of life when God has provided ample satisfaction for their hungry souls. Consciously or unconsciously, you're seeking, questing, longing for something that you've never found. I want to tell you the thing that you're searching for all your life. That thirst in your soul is the thirst for the water of life, and that hunger is the hunger for the bread of life. And Jesus said that he was the bread of life and the water of life. Right now you can drink at the fountain. Right now you can partake of Christ. Repent of your sins and let Jesus come in. 
And when he comes in, the Holy Spirit performs the miracle of the new birth, and you become a new creation. And now back to the hosts of GPS, Phil Fleischman and Jim Kirkland. We are delighted that you joined us for this GPS. Uh, We release a new episode every Wednesday. You can find it on the Billy Graham app, also on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and now iHeartRadio. Chef Jim Noble has been our guest on this episode, and as much as Jim loves being a chef, he's pretty humble about what he does. He says chefs are really just what he calls glorified blue-collar workers. There's a lot of people in town coming to the restaurants, and they want to know me, which really, it's kind of silly because I'm just cooking the food. But I would say God can use that to get us influence and favor with the city to do things that would be hard to do otherwise. And so... Everything I've done to this point, even my bad parts of it, God can take it and send it to good. Amen. So true, so true. Remember that in relationship to your own life. God can take anything and use it for good. Our thanks to Jim Noble today for being with us on this episode, and thank you again for listening. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. We also want to thank Laura Story for the use of some of her music on this episode of GPS, God People Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. And I-